Welcome to Over the Counter Podcast. This is Aubrey Lawrence with BBGH's marketing team. Today we're talking to Brianna Sherlock. She is our nurse in the cardiac rehab department. We're talking to her today because we are just wrapping up cardiac rehab week and February is also heart health month. So she's here to talk to us a little bit about some heart health tips and what to look for when thinking about your heart health. Okay, thank you for joining me. Um, So tell us a bit about cardiac rehab. What kind of diseases and cardiac events, you know, illnesses, things like that, does it help people recover from? Okay, so with cardiac rehab, um, a patient can come see us after they have any sort of cardiac or pulmonary disease. So truly cardiac rehab is a very routine experience for most of our patients. It's the same thing like repeated over and over each day. Yet it's also very individually tailored to each patient's specific needs. Um, So on average, a patient is given um, 36 rehab sessions to complete, which is done in a matter of 12 weeks. Um, They come three days a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Um, Now, keeping in mind, it can vary from patient to patient. Some will only get like 18 sessions, um, but most will get 36. It's just based off of insurance coverage and restrictions, but typically we see them for um, 36 sessions total. And um, so currently there are three different um, phases to cardiac rehab. The phase we do here at BBGH is phase two. Um, Each phase is designed to meet the individual needs of each patient and includes cardiovascular risk assessments, education, Um, We do a little bit of emotional support and counseling as needed. And then obviously the most important one is the exercise activities that they do when they come visit us. Um, But like I said, we do um, outpatient phase two cardiac rehab only here. Phase one is typically like when a patient is uh, fresh post-op still in the hospital. And then phase three is when a patient comes and exercises on their own, um, but they're not monitored, we're just watching them. Um, But like I said, we don't really do that here. We have the wellness center, so patients can get a membership after they've been discharged from the program and then exercise on their own. And I'm always here. So I, if, you know, if a patient needs a blood pressure, I'm like, hey, swing by, I'll take Mm -hmm. your blood pressure if you don't feel like something's right. Yeah. Um, And we just need an order for them to come here. So that usually comes from a cardiologist, but um, a primary care provider would do the same thing. Yeah. So it feels like kind of an obvious question, but why is maintaining your heart health so important? What kind of diseases and health events can poor heart health cause or amplify? Okay, Um, well, honestly, prioritizing your heart health is probably one of the most important things that you can do when it comes to your overall health. So when you really think about it, your heart or your cardiovascular system is basically what gives the rest of your body um, life. So with a poor functioning heart, you can expect several other organs will have to work harder or compensate for the lack of your heart. So this in turn could then deteriorate those organs at at a much more quicker rate than what we would want or expect. So embracing a healthy lifestyle at any age. I mean, I don't care if you're 24 or 84, the minute you start making healthy lifestyle changes, the better off you're gonna be, the longer you're most likely to live. Um, It really, the goal of healthy lifestyle changes is to prevent heart disease and lower your risk for a, a heart attack, a stroke, kidney disease, whatever it may be later in life. Cool. So the CDC says that um, heart disease and heart-related illnesses are the leading cause of death in women, and that women specifically have delayed recognition, diagnosis, and treatment for cardiac events. Um, why do you think this is? Is there something women should look for, do to protect their heart health? Is, is there a reason why that women are kind of more likely to go unnoticed? Um, So yes, heart disease is currently the leading cause of death in men and women, actually, in the United States. However, just like you said, it is very common for women to be either misdiagnosed or have a delayed treatment for this disease. 
Um, symptoms of heart disease can be more vague or non-specific with women. That's what we're starting to notice. Um, so there are some studies out there that even suggest that women are more likely to have a delayed diagnosis or a misdiagnosis of heart disease simply because of the symptoms that they appear with or um, have developed over the last couple months. So when we think about heart attacks, chest pain is the first thing that usually comes to everyone's mind. We think it's going to be like a stabbing chest pain, a crushing chest pain, but for women that's not always the case. Um, so from experience with a lot of the patients that we have, a lot of the women will describe their symptoms but very vague and really it could be anything. So we have patients say they have like an acid reflux sensation, like a burning in their throat for a few days. Um, they've just been overly tired for the last month. We've even seen things like stomach aches, stomach pains. So if you think about it, if a patient shows up to the ER and is complaining of stomach pains, the first thing that we're going to think of is probably not cardiac related. It's probably going to be like, let's do a GI workup, whatever it may be. Um, but there are tests that they can run in the ER very quickly, like an EKG, some labs, look if their troponins are elevated, things like that. Um, so we could determine very quickly if they are having a heart attack or not. But like I said, their women's symptoms are just so vague. They're not what most people would think of as like typical cardiac symptoms. Um, what else? You also asked if there's something that women can be looking for or be mindful of to prevent heart disease. And really the simple truth is that heart disease can still be prevented or at least delayed um, with education and healthy lifestyle changes. And I wouldn't even say that's just for women, that's for men and women. Mm -hmm. um, so something as simple as just getting up and move. Um, I can't stress the importance of exercise enough. Get up and move your body. We recommend at least three to five days a week for 30 minutes. If you want to do more, great. Um, again, I've talked about it before. We have the wellness here, uh, wellness center here in Alliance for community members to use. So use it. I mean, you'd almost be silly not to. <laughs> um, so, and another thing, eat smart, eat healthy. Limit your salt and sugar. Limit how many times you're going out to eat each week and then increase fiber, fruits and vegetables, um, protein. And I guess the other very simple things, watch your blood uh, pressure, get your cholesterol levels drawn. And of course, keep up with your doctor's appointments. The earlier you seek help and get treatment, the better off your outcomes are gonna be. Awesome. So what are some signs, you kind of mentioned it before, but what are some signs someone might need cardiac rehab? What's, and then what steps do people need to take to get an appointment with you to kind of get that ball rolling? Okay, um, so most people will go to their primary care provider with complaints of something, whether it be like palpitations, chest pain, increased shortness of breath, dizziness, extreme fatigue, high blood pressure, whatever their symptom might be. Um, and then most often your, uh, your PCP will run some exams or at least refer you for these. So something like an EKG or an echo, which is basically just an ultrasound of your heart or even like a cardiac stress test, which we do here at BBGH, um, can be used to reveal more about the problem. However, some patients aren't that lucky and they don't seek medical attention as soon as they need to. And some may not even have symptoms at all. They could just have a heart attack when, you know, when they wake up or whatever it may be. Um, so for some, they will have a heart attack and then we transport them out to a higher level of care. Most of our patients will either go to um, Colorado, Rapid City, or North Platte. Um, Scott's Bluff doesn't do, or BBGH obviously does not do cardiac stents and things of that nature. So we, they just need to get to a higher level of care. Um, and then there, they're usually, if they're having a heart attack, they'll either get a stent or have a bypass. Um, obviously, a bypass is much more intense than a stent, but we see both here in cardiac rehab. Um, and for example, a patient with congestive heart failure, they, or chronic AFib, they could come and do cardiac rehab with us. It doesn't necessarily have to be a patient that's had a heart attack, um, but most often it is a patient that's had a heart attack. 
And I would say for someone to get started in cardiac rehab, like I said earlier, we just need an order from a provider. So that can either come from their cardiologist or a primary care provider. And then once we receive that order, um, we'll reach out to the patient and see if they're interested in getting started. Um, it's all based off if they want to do it or not. It's highly encouraged. Um, and most often your insurance companies will cover it. So usually they'll say yes. Awesome. Um, as you've kind of said it before, as we talk about other questions, but what are some things people can build into their daily routines to maintain their heart health? You know, sometimes it's hard to kind of find a rhythm to remember that you're protecting your heart health. And then are there also preventative treatments or tests that people should ask about when seeing their healthcare provider to kind of stay on track of their health? Yeah. Um, so I would say first and foremost is exercise. Um, again, we have the wellness center, it's available, use it. So, and really the biggest thing is, even if you think you don't know what you're doing in the gym, our wellness center staff is here to help you at any phase of the process. So if you're a beginner or if you're already kind of advanced and just need a little bit more education of what I should and shouldn't be doing for heart health um, and aerobic exercise, we're more than happy to help you do that. So exercise, biggest thing you can do. Um, number two would be healthy eating. So very simple stuff that most of us have already heard before. So increase your daily intake of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, protein, um, especially fish. Fish is high in omega-3 fatty acids that can decrease your triglyceride levels, which is that type of fat that can clog your arteries. So just very basic stuff that we all probably know, but actually need to utilize and put in our daily practice. Um, but along the lines of healthy eating, the biggest thing is limiting your added sugars and salt. So um, sugar, you'll probably be surprised to learn that women and men have different allotments for added sugars each day. So men are technically allowed 36 grams of sugar, of added sugar every day. Women, it's only 25. So the biggest thing is read food labels. So if you um, are a soda drinker, so if you pick up a regular 12 ounce can of pop, there's 39 grams of sugar in that one can of pop. If you think about it, that's way more than what women are supposed to be having on a daily basis. And it's still even more than what men should have. Um, so really and are you not going to eat sugar the rest of the day probably not so i always tell people really just start paying attention to food labels and you're going to notice really quickly that we're probably exceeding all of our limits for sugar and salt in the day um, going back to the salt thing we're supposed to have 2,000 milligrams or less of salt in the entire day and if you start reading the food label again just like the sugar you're going to realize you're probably exceeding that i hear all the time well i don't add salt to my food so i'm pretty good i'm good i, I don't need to worry about my salt but in reality, salt is already in the food that we're already consuming, mm -hmm. um, especially if you go like out to meals. Foods cooked at home are obviously a lot, um, have less processing, less salt um, added, added to it. But when you're going out to eat, we know that people like the, salt, uh, the taste of salt, so we add more salt to that food. That way, it's good, you'll come back. Um, what else, let's see. Oh, um, number three, if you smoke, quit. Any sort of unhealthy habits, smoking, drinking alcohol, drugs, things like that, if you do, we want you to quit them immediately. Number four, try and get eight hours of sleep each night. I know it sounds crazy, but at least intend to get sleep each night. It's been proven to um, improve cardio health. Next, I would say decrease and manage your current stress levels. So whether it be work stress, financial stress, home life, family stress, things like that, find something that you can um, relieve that stress on. So whether that be exercising, um, reading, journaling, whatever it may be, you just really need to manage your stress levels. It is proven that negative emotional health is um, in fact, um, in fact, impacts your heart health very rapidly. And lastly, I would say get go to your doctor, get your yearly physical like you should be. 
if they suggest medications, take them as prescribed. Um, that way we can try and prevent further damage later on in life. Awesome. I've got one last question for you. It's a little bit more personal, okay. but kind of just like, what is your favorite part about working in cardiac rehab? What do you enjoy the most? What do you like seeing with your patients? Everything like that. Um, I would say that's kind of an easy question. I absolutely love my job and I'm not just saying that because you're recording me. This is really the greatest job that I've ever had. Um, I think one of the best things is when you see a patient come in right after surgery, they usually aren't feeling the best. They're not up to par, but then at the end of the 12 weeks, we can see like such a drastic change that we've made in this patient, whether it be like emotionally, physically, or when they tell you, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And you've actually made a difference in someone's life. Um, and along that, I think one of my absolute favorite parts is being able to see a patient come back and keep exercising on their own. Cause you go, okay, yeah, I did make a difference in somebody's life. They are following the stuff that I'm telling them to do. So I think that's probably the most rewarding thing. Mm -hmm the patients they're the absolute best awesome well thank you for joining us yeah, thanks and for thanks for being on thanks for listening to the over-the-counter podcast if you're interested to learn more about our cardiac rehab department or our wellness center go ahead and visit bbgh.org for more information